we started looking into disaster relief and aid for just shipping bottled water. And the costs are astronomical, and it's all the oh, weight. It's, it's amazing, So you yeah. take something like our device that weighs in at 35 grams, and you start shipping that with its own bottle in a disaster scenario, then you give the power to the individual to collect their own water, treat their own water, when and wherever they need it. Um, instead of having to come to a central hub and, and you know, get cases and cases of water just to last a week, typical person in a disaster scenario, probably about two liters a day, so it lasts about 50 days. Hi there, this is the SolidWorks Board to Design podcast, a collection of inspiring stories about those who create, build, invent, and engineer new ideas and actual new products. And by the way, they all use SolidWorks. I'm your host, Cliff Medling, and this episode is titled, The Evolution of a Good Idea, From Concept to Company. I'm talking with Braden Reiber, an inventor who stumbled upon an idea which turned into a better idea that eventually evolved into his business. Remove is a company that develops small devices that can clean water using the power of the sun. Braden shares his story of how he came up with his innovative idea and turned it into a product that could help those around the world easily clean their water supplies. Let's jump right into his story. The development path for this was kind of an interesting thing. I started with this roof carrier design. Uh, it was a roof carrier box that was designed to air out your athletic gear. So it was vented in the front, vented in the back. This is my first patent. And so we uh, we were developing this and this drying out of your gear aspect. And then we for, integrated- for like hockey equipment stuff. Yeah, yeah lacrosse yeah. pads, hockey right. gear, ski gear. Stinky you know. stuff. Yeah, yeah, stuff you don't want in the car. <laughs> I was in college at the time and I spent a couple of years in an apartment with no garage. And so I would put my lacrosse gear in my bathroom with the vent fan on. And that only got halfway there. And so then I would drive down the road to practice and I'd be holding my gloves out the window to get it all the rest of the way. And so there's gotta be a better way to do this. And I came up with this roof carrier and that's where it all started. So came up with the roof carrier idea. My dad, who works with IP lawyers all day, he does expert witness head hunting for them told him on the phone one day and he said, don't you tell a soul about this. <laughs> I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I think you got something here, man. Let's work on this. So it's, it's funny. I, ha I have three kids and I, I keep telling them to come up with great ideas. And whenever they come up with one, I tell them the exact same <laughs> thing. I, I, yeah. I can relate to your dad there. Yes, this is great. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. yeah. Shush. Don't you say a word. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's like, this, this got patent potential. So yeah, it just kind of spun up from there. We went through the, uh, we applied for a provisional and I worked on the concept for about a year in my, uh, I then rented a garage at this garageless apartment, did a little bit of R&D in there and developed the first working prototype for that carrier box and uh, yeah then we it's, it's always utility. interesting how these ideas flow it's like there's always an initial idea and then a better idea comes out of it. A yes. couple of pivot points. Yeah, right. we, we pivoted, I think, twice in the whole scheme of things. So we went from this carrier to this like track system for it. And then from that, we found out that the LEDs became price point available for consumer grade product. Pivot to that, the worldwide water markets, I mean, weigh that against the roof carrier market. It was no brainer. And so the ball, this water disinfection device evolved from that first product. I was thinking through the problem of how do I get the light to penetrate inside of a skate or a boot or a helmet or a glove? And so I came up with this LED ball that you would just drop into those items and it would actually bring the light from the outside inside and we get that same effect. Through the research of the technology and, and learning more about UV and UVC light in general, just realized that there was this huge application in water. And there's like a light went off, epiphany. And we pivoted in the company direction and we went from the roof carrier device to this water disinfection device and haven't looked back since. It came about first as a cool consumer product, and then we realized the kind of wider reach and implications in a disaster relief, humanitarian aid. There's 2.7 billion people worldwide that don't have proper access to uh, proper sanitation and water. So we saw this 
really long felt worldwide need for a device that could be truly portable to generate potable water. And so we started developing this in regard to that as well. Just, I mean, we want to, we want to create this robust um, consumer market too, so that we can be here long term for the humanitarian aid and disaster relief side. And we started looking into disaster relief and aid for just shipping bottled water. And the costs are astronomical and it's all the oh, weight. It's, it's amazing, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So you take something like our device that weighs in at 35 grams and you start shipping that with its own bottle in a disaster scenario, then you give the power to the individual to collect their own water, treat their own water when and where ever they need it. So um, instead of having to come to a central hub and, and, you know, get cases and cases of water just to last a week, yeah, you give them something on our charge, uh, the battery capacity in this is uh, 120 liters. So typical person in a disaster scenario, probably about two liters a day. So last about 50 days. Yeah, that, that's so. great. I mean, I've worked with a company called Field Ready who helps with disaster, political uh, disaster areas. And they go on site to try to not just solve a problem, mm -hmm. but teach people how to solve their own problems. So yeah. this this is a way to do it, right? Just yeah, yeah. To help help them, you know, uh, instead of right shipping them containers of water, which they'll, you know, drink once and create more, you know, <laughs> waste. Exactly. Well, and it's, I mean, even further than that, you know, the waste is definitely a big aspect, but you have people, because of the mad scramble that usually happens in a disaster, everybody wants to hoard and they want as much as they can because that, that life-saving water or food becomes the absolute commodity and, and necessity for them to have. So shortages everywhere, you know, not everybody has access to it. So um, there were articles after the disaster in Puerto Rico, there were articles about people pulling off drainage ditch water and saving it and drinking it without really properly treating it and they were getting flesh-eating diseases and dying. Oh, so, awful. I mean, you know, you think in a place where America's giving great humanitarian aid, or we should be, and you have people dying because they're collecting water and not properly treating it, when there's access to it for others, it's it's just kind of mind-boggling that that goes on. So I mean, You're definitely onto something, Braden. This is a, a great... Fingers I think crossed. I, I hope yeah, so. Yeah, yeah no, I, <laughs> I, I, I can see it. Yeah, so this is actually a, it's an interesting spot to be in as an R&D company. UVC Tech... UVC light has been known and been around in the industry for a long time. Typical, you know, your HVAC systems, water purification, uh, a lot of application in medical, actually, you know, hospitals and, oh, that and makes sense. disinfecting, terminal cleans for ORs, that kind of thing. What's interesting about the technology now is that it's actually evolved into the LED space. Previously, it's been mercury bulb technology. It's kind of outdated at this point. In 2014, the Nobel Prize was won for the development of deep UV LEDs. And so that's what we're actually using now is this new emerging technology. Commercially viable product has really only been on the market for about two years. So actually, uh, could you explain what that, you know, for those of us who don't know what that technology is, what yeah. it was? So ultraviolet C spectrum light is below the 280 nanometer wavelength range. Um, so it's anything from that point below. And so what it is, is it's actually germicidal in nature. So the wavelength of the light is so small that it actually passes through the cell wall, through the nucleus, and shatters parts of the DNA, creating what's called a pyrimidine dimer on the DNA. So if you imagine this helical ladder, right, for the DNA, shatters the, the chain right in the middle, and then those groupings, those um, base pairs, actually group off to the side and create a dimer, which means that the, the protein is no longer replicable. So this is all the really heady science yeah, stuff, yeah. but in essence, what it means is that the, the cell itself becomes inert. It can no longer reproduce or replicate proteins for cell division or for its natural life cycle, so the cell eventually just dies off. So, you know, there's no filtration or extraction for our technology. It's literally just a degradation of the cell and kills it off and 
then you so get a little no more protein in your water. No yeah. protein, yeah. Okay, yeah, it yeah. becomes dead at that point. So okay. you just, you know, so it's safe to drink. Protein shake, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so exactly. Well, I, I mean, I don't. I'm not familiar, but that's it's it's fascinating technology. Yeah. It's, it's amazing where oh, it could yeah. go. I guess. Yeah. Who'd have thought the power of light can actually help us? You know cure disease and, and do all sorts of things for health and you know longevity of the human body it's pretty cool stuff so the the technology like i said it kind of evolved from the mercury bulb discovery of uv light is over a century old so it's been around but these new leds have enabled us to create new form factors in the technology that were previously unachievable so you know we've got this handheld device the entire package with the external battery pack is three inches our main device i brought it here it's about an inch and three quarters in diameter. It's very small, Super small. Yeah. It's like the size of a ping pong ball, golf ball, fits in the palm of your hand. It's 30 grams, so it's super light for applications like backpacking and travel. You can just pop that in your backpack and you go. A lot of the other tech out there is uh, a little cumbersome, big, six to seven inches long for some of the devices, or a big old bottle cap that's super heavy. So um, the LEDs have really allowed us to scale down the tech and make it pocket size, portable handheld. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so you were in college, you mm -hmm. really wanted to do something. Where, where did that come from? Where, where in, in the back of your brain decided, I, was it the, the fact that you wanted to start your own business or the fact that you wanted to, to really do something? I mean, what's where, where was your passion? Where did that come from? Five-year-old Britain. Five-year-old yeah. Britain, if he'd <laughs> asked me and I was standing here this tall, yeah. it would have been either inventor or aeronautical engineer, which somehow I knew how to say at the no, not professional age, lacrosse player? No. <laughs> it was okay. I don't think I would have ever been that yeah. skill level. That's uh, Well, usually yeah. that's, you know, five years old. They all want to be a professional yeah. sport athlete of one time. Yeah, no astronaut or sports athlete yeah. for me. It was uh, inventor. Yeah, when I was, you really want to be a inventor. Yeah, I was the kid awesome. who's taking my toys apart and building new toys out of them. <laughs> my dad right here, he's got a bunch of stories about finding me with a bunch of D-cell batteries taped together, looking up at him going, I need more power. And he's like, really? <laughs> so, that's that's great. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where it spun up from. I was always tinkering and pulling stuff apart, and uh, nothing in the house was off limits for me. All the tools in the garage and all that kind of stuff were fair game. So I spent a lot of my time growing up, you know, designing and building something new every day, playing in the garage and putting something together with my hands. Uh, I, 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 could, I love that. I remember my my mother had her hair dryer and it was like smoking up because there's so much hair in it. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, well, I'll just take it apart. And she's like. You'll never get that back together. And I did. And Working. I was like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It was a pretty simple mechanism. You yeah. know, it's, it's yeah. a fan and a heating unit yeah. with a electricity. Screws. You know, yeah. a few screws. Yeah. It really wasn't that bad. Yeah. And uh, so... You know, the, the self-taught aspect of it growing up and kind of, like you said, tinkering with the hairdryer and pulling it apart and learning that kind of stuff, that was all the, the burgeoning initiation of this for me. Um, then school kind of really reaffirmed it. And then starting this company has is, is brought it even further. So. so so what was the next step? Once you decide you want to build this, you obviously had to pull some friends together, some people together to help you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. You, yeah. you know, you're a designer, but now you're the president and CEO of a company. So yeah. that, that's got to be a... Yeah, quite the learning curve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, we spun up. We did the the pivot from the carrier device, and that that kind of was uh, the first few legs uh, down the path, so to speak. But pivoting to this water disinfection device, to pivoting to remove, it kind of started in more of a legal fashion. Oddly, we had been looking for some startup capital and realized that we really needed to get kind of our legal formation down and and you know our ducks in the line, so to speak, okay. in that that way. So we started looking for legal counsel, and then the team kind of built from there. We started looking for experts to help us and to basically bolster our position with investors and show that we had a robust team of, you know, uh, brain trust, so to speak. Right, right. Um, and so actually one of my dad's experts came on. He's an expert in photonics and lasers and LEDs. And we found him through my dad's expert witness work. And so we 
added him to the team. And then through an old business contact, I added our other partner. And it just kind of kept growing from there. And then the family friend who actually funded us, and he's our, our first angel investor. And he came into town. I picked him up from the airport, just not even thinking about pitching the idea or anything. And just pure happenstance, picked him up asked me how I was doing, what I was working on. I got an email a month later saying, hey, I want to invest. This sounds like it's got legs. Um, and so that was our first startup capital. That enabled me to go out and find our, our uh, engineering contract workers that we do now, that we have working on the team and on the project with me. So I'm mechanical base, um, but I've outsourced for all of our electrical design and firmware development. And we work with a local operation in, in Colorado, up in Lafayette, called Clear Blue Engineering. And they're uh, soup to nuts. They take us from you know sketch on a napkin, developing the prototype, all the way through full-scale manufacturing, distribution, inventory, logistics, the whole bit. That's awesome. That's awesome that, that those resources are out there today. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. we, you know, I wish they had Shark Tank on TV when I was <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> when I had these crazy ideas. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's quite the process, and I never would have, you know. It's funny, I was telling my dad when I first started this thing, I was like, yeah, we'll be, we'll be on the shelf in six months. Wow. Little did I know, a year and a half later, almost two years later, we're just in our regulatory efforts now. And so back full circle to the very first question, what would I have told younger me? Yeah. Uh, stick with it. Don't ever give up. And that's, it's been reaffirmed by my family, my friends, my dad mainly. He was, uh, he was the one who said, don't ever quit anything. But I would just go back and reaffirm that to myself because it is, it's that stick to it's the, the guts to keep going and keep surging on. Most entrepreneurs have great ideas. A lot of them fail because they don't, they don't push and they don't keep at it. And the, that drive, it's, it's a yo-yo roller coaster. It's up and down. I have days where I'm you know, down on the dirt like, God, am I really, am I doing the right thing here? Well, Making the right yet. decisions? <laughs> yeah. And then I have days where I'm on top of the world and it's like, oh man, everything is lining up. This is going so smoothly. How am I so lucky? So it's, it's getting through the low times so that you can ride that high every single right. day. Well, I think it, it, it's true. America is a great place to, to start your own business, be an entrepreneur. Yeah. But America also has a lot of legal, yeah. <laughs> legal red tape you yeah. have to get through. So, yeah. but yeah. some necessary, probably you know, some maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but uh, it's <laughs> yeah. only my opinion. That's not SolidWorks' <laughs> opinion. But uh, but yes, but it's it's still a, a that's great. Well, I think you're yeah. onto something. I, I, I agree. You, you should definitely stick with it. I, I look yeah. forward to seeing where this goes and uh, where you take you. it. I think it'll be. Uh, I, I I think I'll hear good things about yeah. Braden in ah. the future. Yeah. I hope so. Fingers okay. crossed. We'll yeah. See. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great to mention. Stick with it. It's taking mm -hmm. long, and you—you mm -hmm. know—these those, are good things for people to hear. Yeah, and, yeah. The other—the other piece of advice that yeah. I would give is yes. take your time in building your team. I started off with just kind of this idea in my head, and then uh, through some really good guidance from my father and from some of the other people in my life, I brought on very specific team members for very specific purposes. I'm the youngest guy on our team by probably about 25 years. So I, I tried to build this quote unquote brain trust, as I mentioned earlier, of just experts in their field, people who had done it before. I was a you know new entrepreneur, no idea what the heck I was doing and where I should go next or what I should do or what's, you know, who do I need to bring on? And so I found some lifelong entrepreneurs, some people who had you know, started multiple companies, I found some tech experts who understood the technology I was trying to develop. And I took my time cultivating these relationships with these people and then bringing them on. And so I would say that is a bit of advice for any entrepreneur is make sure that the team you have is, is what you need it to be. And, and take your time in doing it too. Look around, because there's plenty of programs. There's all sorts of stuff on it. We were talking about accelerators earlier, and there's plenty of amazing accelerators out there. And you guys, with the entrepreneurial program through SolidWorks, Oh yeah, that we should probably done... touch on that, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, maybe yeah. we talk about that. Uh, yeah. yeah, just a little bit. It's good <laughs> to throw that in there. So tell us about the, you know, using the SolidWorks Entrepreneurial Program, how that worked for you, so. Yeah, it was fantastic. The program has been amazing. I uh, wound up purchase the base level 
SOLIDWORKS and then got access to everything else through the entrepreneurial program, which has allowed us to do some of the really high-end digital real-life renderings, present some of that in some of our media and marketing collaterals. Oh, just all the tools, all the do toolboxes you sim- that do you guys use simulation at all, or uh, yeah, and I I'm not uh, I'm not the forefront on that. Actually, okay. my uh, engineering team up at Clear Blue they oh, use that's that. Right. Yeah, 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 curious, yeah, yeah. So we've done, and for our device in particular, a lot of thermal simulation. Um, that's a big aspect with ours because it's such a small form factor, you know, palm of your hand. Yet we've got a lot of electronics packed in there. Right, that's so true. Being able to bleed off the heat and make sure that this thing doesn't die on us midstream, so to speak. That's great. That's yeah. great. So, yeah, it's uh, the simulation's been great. We've done uh, some impact testing and all that kind of stuff with through simulation as well, making sure that our design is robust enough to chuck it out of rock wall, pick it up, and still use it, so right. to speak. So, <laughs> How did you find your engineers for, yeah. for your team? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like I said, this is a little bit of a process. The technology expert that I brought on that I mentioned, my, my dad's connection, he kind of got me going on the idea of bringing in outside help to help design the prototypes and to get us down the road to a shelf-ready product. I went out and just started Googling people in the local area. I, I realized I wanted to find somebody who was in Colorado, because that's where I'm based. I'm based in Denver. And so I wanted to find somebody that I could drive to in case there was ever something I needed to be on site for. You know, it's really tough to fly to California and go to Silicon Valley if I'm in Denver. It's a right. little bit of a planning. So yeah, so I started looking around on, online for just manufacturing operations. Anybody who was doing electrical fab, PCB fab, because a lot of our stuff is, is electronics. Um, I knew I could probably hack some of the mechanical without any extra help, and I have. But yeah, that big firmware development PCB development was my big look. So I found a bunch of different operations, about 10. Well, I started with about 15, whittled it down to 10 that I actually went out for first meetings with to kind of gauge and see who I wanted to sit with. And then I went out for quotes from five and narrowed it down to just one from there. And it really came down for me to the caliber of the partnership that was being presented. You know, all of them had very similar capabilities. They could all do everything I was looking for, but it was it was finding the right fit in the partnership side. Did they want to be more of a partner or just a, a con? Contractor. Right. Is it right. more of a client relationship or was it more of like they're invested? They're in invested it. in the product. Absolutely. And they That's have been. Say, yeah. yeah. ClearBlue has been amazing. They've been over backwards for me in ways I would have never expected a vendor to ever do. Every aspect of the project from billing through design through everything. It's been amazing. So. Well, this is great advice. This is really good. Thanks. Maybe I'll start my own company. <laughs> I'm a little late in the game. I'm, 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 I'm counting on my kids now. So, uh, so. It's another bit of advice. Yeah. It's never too late. Yeah, it's exactly, never too late. Exactly, Maybe yeah. you'll be in it with your kids someday. That's yeah. my dad and me. That, we're, that's, we're partners. That's, so. what I, that's what I hope for. Thanks for listening today. And remember that if you're an entrepreneur or looking to start your own business and would like to use SOLIDWORKS for designing innovative products as Braden does, Please note that we offer special pricing with our SOLIDWORKS Entrepreneurship Program. Just go to SOLIDWORKS.com entrepreneur. Also, to learn more about Braden's business, go to remove.com, that's R-E-M-U-V, U-V as in UV light, and learn about these innovative new products. We'll be back again soon with more great Born Design podcast at SOLIDWORKS.com podcast or wherever podcasts are readily available. Until then, keep innovating. I really hope that what you heard today has inspired you. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, search for the Born Design Podcast, and leave a five-star review so that this podcast will be recommended to more people, helping us expand the Born to Design community. Thank you.